Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. I want to talk a little bit about breaking barriers, but just before the sermon, I thought it will be important that we know what we are battling against. You know, we are right now in a unique season that we are seeing an, a tremendous challenges the enemy is bringing. You know, uh, right now, uh, for example, in Spain, my wife's uh, uh, uncle was also a pastor. Uh, he runs a fairly large church and they ran a program for families, for example. So marriage seminar. So he just put it on the Facebook uh, saying this is a marriage seminar that I want to run. And then what happened was the LGBT community from that town made a big protestation and they brought him all the way to the courts saying you cannot define marriage between man and woman alone. If you are doing counseling, do for all of us. So, this is happening in Spain. So now we may say, oh, we are in India, that's not a big deal. But it's happening also here. There's a constant push and there is a constant challenges and we are battling with so many stuff. Even as I'm talking, this is the challenging situation where we are at. And I'm not praying that India will be a Christianized country that will be Bible will be read from every state pulpit, you know. I'm not praying. You know, lots of African countries are Christianized country. So, if the goal is not to say everybody to have a Christian name or a Christian song. The goal is to see that God never said everyone will be salt. God said that the minority will bring the fragrance in the world. You understand? So God never asked us to be meat. God asked us to be the salt of the earth. Lot of us wants to be the meat. Our goal is never to be on the top controlling things. Our goal is to bring the flavor, enhance the flavor. So you get the point. So I'm going to share maybe 10-15 minutes, maximum 20. So let's just pray before that. Lift up your Bible if you have it. Just say this with me, Lord Jesus influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will take control of uh, the talk this morning. I pray that it will not just be yeah, good impressive words for next 15-20 minutes, but it will be something that goes deep in our hearts so that we are so excited to pray. Because prayer is the least thing that we Christians do. We do many other stuff. We like to go to conferences, attend meetings, prophecies, blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes to prayer, it's almost the mundane, boring thing. And I pray this next 20 minutes will give us an excitement to pray, to see your glory manifest in a tangible way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to talk about three important hidden figures in the Bible. And they are, one of them, not even talked about mostly from the pulpit. Two of them are mentioned. And three of them that I'm going to talk are from the Bible and they happen to be women. <laughs> you know, and they are amazing, mighty uh, warriors. And these three women, 
not only prayed but they made something beautiful they stepped out in faith and they saw the awesome presence of god manifesting in their times the first woman we're going to be talking is from the book of judges and before that i want to read a couple of statements so that you will know where i'm going through first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 it's one of the short punchline words that paul writes look at this rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you we can dwell here for the next 40 minutes just this verse alone rejoice pray without ceasing give thanks all the time this should be our posture every time what is your attitude rejoice you are going through tough time joy of the lord is your strength prayer is not an event it's your lifestyle amen and what's your heart attitude give thanks giving thanks not just when you got a promotion give thanks even in the midst of crisis okay now bible says here pray without ceasing but then if you look at matthew that's why i want to tell you like prayer sometimes it's not a magic if you look at matthew chapter 7 it says ask it shall be given seek you will find knock and the doors will be opened so what is jesus talking here it's not just he's talking about something like you do it you know as a relationally he's talking about this is the intensity of your prayer ask keep on asking and in some translation says keep on asking keep on seeking keep on knocking and the doors will be open and then in verse chapter 6 it says verse 7 and 8 when you pray don't babble like pagans for they think there are many words they will be heard don't be like them for your father knows what you need before you and you ask them so sometimes people take this scripture and say god said before i even know <laughs> you know i know how to pray i don't need to pray because god already knows my petition so some people don't pray and some people they just keep on repeating and more longer you pray the more powerful you are have you heard that statement that's not even true so how do you keep these true statement two statements it's quite contrary how do you keep this intention the only person i know of his name is holy spirit he's the one there are certain things you pray and leave it in the hands of god but there are certain things you keep on knocking it's like hitting the hammer again and again and then you know if the guy you are breaking the big rock he will take a small chisel you'll be beating it boom boom it's like it looks like so uh, tremendous work keep on hitting at one time boom that's a big rock that splits so the difference how to keep that in balance is the holy spirit and that's why we want to be talking today three examples and the first example is from the book of judges it's uh, uh, by the way they had 12 judges in the bible you know and uh, some of the judges name we don't even know them it's okay few names we know deborah we know gideon we know jephtha jephtha was a guy who he made a promise he said god if you give me victory whoever comes first i will give them sacrifice and then who, who came his daughter came it's ridiculous no that's why in proverbs says don't be rash in your promises you know sometimes the, uh, the the guys will say god if you give me this girl i will you know i will give my first month salary to you <laughs> you know don't make those weird promises you know so it's and then isban all those guys for 18 years the israelites were oppressed by the king eglon of moab but then this guy god uses this judge uh, called eud 
and he is a left-handed guy and then God brought victory for 300 years God used these judges to bring them out of captivity and one judge we will talk today her name is Deborah it's from chapter 4 and 5 of judges and i want you to think about this this is in old testament time where women were silenced women were not given rights there was no such call women rights women cannot even up to 1920s women cannot even vote in america and women were allowed they were considered as properties and by the time even in jesus time women cannot even testify say for example if uh, patrick is punching me and lavanya happened to see that and she wants to complain to the police you know uh, <laughs> the testimony in those times cannot be heard because lavanya happens to be a woman and the testimony will not be taken so women always comes late to synagogue and they have to leave early before the service finishes this happened even before jesus time and god raised a woman who was judged to be a judge amen and look at this beautiful verses now verse 4 deborah the prophetess the wife of lapidoth was judging israel at the time she held a court under a palm of deborah between rama and bethel in the hill country of ephraim and the israelites went up to have their disputes decided so here was a woman deciding challenging situation today we have women's rights women protestation you know you have even the properties can be divided equally in those days it's ridiculously bad and sadly still some churches don't even allow women to be a pastor hello some churches women cannot even come to the pulpit and preach the gospel they can stand on the floor but not up to the pulpit i had one weird uncle he he speaks he's from tirunelveli so he speaks english in a very messed up way so he called me one day he said you know what it's not pulpit it's called full fit so i said it's not full fit it's pulpit and uh, he said full fit man are the only fully fit to stand there you know his own definition for uh, keeping the woman outside the pulpit so this is how denominations are controlling women but here was a woman god used to bring deliverance and look what the verse 6 to 10 says she sent for barak that says associate okay not barak obama this is a different barak here okay barak means by the way hope son of abinoim from kadesh in nephtali and said to him lord the god of israel commands you go take with you 10000 men of naphtali and zebulun and lead them up to mount tabor and i will lead caesarea the commander of jabin's army with his chariots and his troops to the kishon river to give him into your hands barak said to her if you go with me this is happening in a pre you know uh, freedom women's time if you go with me i will go but if you don't go with me i won't go certainly i will go with you said deborah but because of the course you are taking the honor will not be yours the lord will deliver caesarea into the hands of women so deborah went with barak to kadesh then barak summoned zebulun and naphtali and 10000 men to went up under his command deborah also went up with him deborah means b you know it's uh, the b the not the bumblebee just the b and uh, so the lord used a woman to brought deliverance she sat under the tree she was judging she was prophesying but something deborah did which was very beautiful 
Shebra Deborah did not just prophesy, but also she stepped out in faith to see the deliverance of God. And today I want to prophesy over you, especially the women. Some of you are saying, I am woman. I am from South India. You know, South India men tend to be a little bit more macho. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't ask them, South Indians, to say, can you agree with me? I mean, <laughs> so, but the <laughs> it's, it's generally true or not. It's just men tend to be a little bit more macho in South India and the women are more suppressed. And sometimes you feel like, man, uh, this is not for me, this cup of tea. But Deborah, she broke all the cultural protocols. She said, you know what? The spirit of anointing, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm not only going to prophesy, I'm going to step out in faith. Amen. I want to challenge and bless the women here. You know, all the men, you know, who are here, I want you to stretch your hands towards the woman here. You know, I want you to stretch your hands towards the woman. And we're going to bless and release the woman into the destinies like Deborah. Come on, men, you have hands? Okay, stretch towards your woman or to the woman generally. We're going to bless the woman. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, no cultural barriers will hinder them. They will be walking in the fullness like Deborah. They will conquer new territories. They will go beyond their confined zone. And I pray if there was any lie that was spoken even from the pulpit against women, we cancel it out in the name of Jesus. And we as men, we are sorry even to say that there are boundaries that, that, that is not from you, that was laid on them. We cancel it in Jesus' name. They will be released to the new dimension that what you have. I pray for Deborah's to rise from the woman in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen. Amen. Now, woman, I want you to do something prophetic. I want you to put your hand on your heart and you say, God, I'm sorry for believing a lie. Just think that I'm a woman. I'm a second hand. I'm a second class citizen. If there is anything that you know, I'm not here to overcome men, but I'm here to be equally with men. That's how God created me. And God has anointed me. And whatever God has kept for me, I'm going to go and possess it. If that's you, just put your hand on your heart and just receive that from God this morning. The Spirit of God, I pray in Jesus' name. I pray for my sisters right now. In Jesus' mighty name, that no one will be hindered just because of their nationality or from where they come from or from their race or from their gender. I pray, Father, they will be empowered like Deborah's in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is the principle up there in the screen. She prayed, she prophesied, but she stepped out in faith to see the deliverance of God beyond our cultural limitations. Amen. Because sometimes you may say, ah, I'm just a woman. I'm from an illiterate family. I'm from, you know, South India. I'm from deeper South. You know, I'm from Trinal Valley. You know, people say, Trinal Valley, Mother you know, all those weird slang. All those, you know, I'm from that place. Whatever place, man, Deborah overcome, God of Deborah is with us. I mean, one more time. God of Deborah is with us. Amen. Thank you. Number two, I told you, you know, it's going to be a very short sermon. As I want you guys to pray. This is an history. This many, many, many people know this. This is a story called Esther. And I will read some scripture from Esther. But Esther means star, Ishtar. It's not, it's a pagan name. Her original name was Adasha. It's a beautiful name. You know what is Adasha means? Myrtle tree. Probably we've not seen a myrtle tree because we live in a tropical climate. But myrtle tree is one of those trees that's as beautiful 
beautiful flowers during springtime and it's and the leaves are becoming very orangey during the autumn time and it's so beautiful and and adasha and they took her name and it also has a beautiful fragrance you know and they gave her the name ishtar and that's why we get the name easter you know so it's it's a it's a pagan babylonian name okay now look what adasha is saying go gather together all the jews who are in susa you know the context so i don't need to give you the context and fast for me do not eat or drink this is she talking to her uncle mordegai for 3 days night or day i and my attendants will fast as you do when this done i will go to the king even though it is against the law if i perish i perish so this was an anguish in those days if the king is not invited you can't show up so he was not she was not invited so we probably don't understand the cultural background behind this because how come this is his wife but those days they were never having one wife they had multitude and the kings will have even more more concubines more so he was not inviting her so this is going against that's why breaking the barriers look on the third day look at this esther put on the royal robes stood in the inner court of the place in front of the king's hall the king was sitting on his royal throne in the hall facing the entrance when he saw the queen esther standing in the court he pleased he was pleased with her and held out her whole golden scripture that was in his hand so esther approached and touched the tip of the scripture then the king asked what is it queen esther what is your request even if up to the half of the kingdom it will be given to you if it pleases the king replied esther let the king together with haman who come today to the banquet i have prepared for him you know the story right all of you know the story here was esther she cannot break the cultural protocol but she said i'm going to fast i'm going to pray but i'm not going to stop after fasting and prayer that's the mistake many times we do we fast and we pray and we think some angel will drop something from up in the heaven but this is the principle up there in i want to let you know she fasted prayed but she took a bold step to speak up the truth even if she had to break the protocols how many of you sometimes will say what if they will think bad about us what if if we say this they will think who are you to do this hello she spoke the truth the bible says on the third day you know what happened on the third day in the new testament the king of glory was risen amen she fasted she prayed okay there was a time to be in the grave there was a time to mourn but there was a time to rise up the bible says she put on the robe it's all a shadow and type she put on the robe of righteousness she went before the king with the boldness not because of what she has done because on the third day the king of glory was risen hello can you see the similarities and she went out and she knows the truth is not a concept truth is a person and that person is capable of breaking every protocols amen she was not trying to be you know arrogant she was saying i will do my part but the rest i leave it amen we used to sing the song in papa's house it's a african song who has the final say egoa as the final say who has the final say in your life 
ego as the final say not your cultural protocols as the final say not the boss as your final say not the you know your aunt and uncle as the final say who has your final say ego as your final say i mean now i want you to do this in your own time you know grab somebody and say god i pray for somebody you can grab someone's hand we're going to pray for fear of man to be broken you know fear of man you know what is a fear of man fear of man is a snare that help that actually pulls you retracts you from entering into the destiny that god has you know what is a fear of man appears if fear of man comes in a place like if i do this they may reject me or they may treat me bad or i will be uh, shushed and shunned so i can't do this that's a fear of man esther has to overcome the fear of man how did she overcome she fasted she prayed but on the third day she put on the robe the robe of righteousness righteousness is not your righteousness it's his righteousness he has become your righteousness amen so we're going to pray against the fear of man come on church next next 20 seconds come on pray fervently come on hold someone's hand we're going to pray tambi grab peter's hand we're going to pray fear of man will be broken in the name of jesus like esther lord like adasha in the name of yeshua i pray father i pray in the name of jesus this esther's anointing that god who gave the strength and the boldness to come out of the cultural barriers to break the protocols because she prayed she fasted but on the third day we know what happened on the third day she put on the righteous robe she said i am going to meet the king if i perish i perish but she didn't perish because the king of glory has risen and i pray father in jesus name that you will strengthen my brothers and sisters i pray that you will give them not the fear of man but the fear of god that eliminates the fear of men right now in jesus mighty name amen 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 beautiful it's going to get better the last example are you guys excited it blesses me it blessed you if it doesn't bless you it blessed me okay it's free for you third one third example this is a beautiful example first samuel chapter 1 you know the story of anna <laughs> you know the story many of you know that story and anna was one of those wives to this guy called uh, i think elkana elkana okay okay now elkana had two wives and one name is pinenea and anna anna means favor grace grace favor of god okay now look at this verse i'm going to read few scriptures here there was a certain man from ramtheum uh from azufite from the hill country of ephraim whose name was elkana son of jeromam son of ililu son of tohu son of zuf the ephraimite i'm pronouncing super ridiculously bad he had two wives one was anna another was peninea peninea had children but anna had none year after year this man went up his, from his town on worship and sacrificed the lord almighty at shiloh where hophni and phinehas the two sons of eli were priests of the lord and whenever the day came for alkana to sacrifice he would give portions to me of the meat to his wife peninea and to all her sons and daughters but to anna he gave double portion because he loved her and the lord had closed her womb can you see this favoritism going on 
but the lord goes against favoritism closed the womb okay god is a god of justice guys you know it's it's ridiculous if you read closely the bible you know because the lord had closed anna's womb her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her this went on year after year when anna went up to the house of the lord a rival provoked her till she wept and could not eat you know how many of you went through that season where there is no more tears in your eyes and it's it's like i don't know how to even express that kind of feeling that's what's happening here you know and you have to understand the cultural background those days women are considered blessed by the more children you have you know here it's different we have we have evolved okay her husband elkana would say to her anna why are you weeping why don't you eat why don't you downhearted don't you mean don't i mean more than 10 sons <laughs> anna did not respond to that okay once they had finished eating and drinking in shiloh anna stood up now eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the door post of the lord's house in her deep anguish anna prayed to the lord weeping bitterly her soul is bitter she made a vow saying lord almighty if you will only look on the servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son then i'll give him to the lord all the days of his life no razor will ever be used on his head she's talking about nazarene you know uh, promise she kept on praying to the lord eli observed her mouth and i was praying in her heart and her lips were moving but her voice was not heard eli thought she was drunk and said to her how long are you going to stay drunk put away your wine not so my lord anna replied i am a woman who is deeply troubled i have not been drinking wine or beer i was pouring my soul to the lord don't take your servant for a wicked woman i have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief so this story keeps on going this story keeps on going year after year elkana had two wives one got pregnant had multiple kids the another one the lord closed her womb and she went on and on and praying to the lord this is going on year and year year after year at one point she makes a vow lord i've been praying my soul is bitter i'm anguish my rival is getting more kids and they are calling blessed i'm a barren barren woman in those days considered cursed and right now and it's still even even in tamil nadu culture i don't know how the gal culture if you are my sister was barren for 7 years actually first year she got pregnant and had a miscarriage and next 7 years she could not get something you know it's still we are talking 2010 2020 story this is a challenge and year after year anna was praying and praying and praying and one point she says i'm making a vow to the lord and this is what the principle i wrote down look at this anna wanted a child god wanted a prophet when anna yielded the lord gave her the breakthrough so what was going on here she wants to f- compete with the rivalry elkana's first wife she wants to say i'm going to have a ber- baby son or daughter so i'm going to prove that i'm not a cursed barren person and god was not listening to that prayer but she came to a point where she said i'm surrendering i'm giving you i'm yielding to your work you know what happened anna just wanted a child but god wanted a prophet when anna surrendered her dreams the breakthrough happened amen
Sometimes we pray, pray, pray. There is no breakthrough. Why? Because we are praying from a point of perspective that God is not going to answer. But when we come to a place of surrender, say, God, it's no more me. It's not about me. It's not about how much I can prove to the world. Then the breakthrough happens. The victory happens. When God said to me, I'll close this with my personal testimony and then we'll have a time of prayer. When God called me when I was 18, you will go to all over the world and preach the gospel. I did not believe this. And the first nation God opened door, you know where? South Africa. And one of my close friends, he said, oh, you're going to Africa, the baboon country. Say hi to the baboons for me. Because everybody was getting prophecy to go to Switzerland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, States. I got South Africa. Africa. You know, sometimes we think, you know, Africa. So I had this prejudice towards Africa. God, you are taking me to Africa. If I even have to tell people, in those days, this was in 1999, 2001, when you tell people you are going abroad, you don't tell them you are going to Africa because they will start praying for you. Why do you have to go to Africa? So you don't have to go to Africa. India is much better than? Help me. Africa. Why the heck you have to go to Africa? So I had this cultural things all around me. And I, I remember telling my, one of my attai, auntie, I'm going to. And she asked, where the Lord is leading you? Anywhere in Europe? No, Africa. Africa. And the London. Africa. Why Africa? I went there with all the shame. But I know deep inside, the first nation, 26th of September 2002, was the first time my feet ever touched a plane. Arrived to Africa, picked up by somebody. I didn't even know how to push the cart, that you know, the baggage cart. I pushed so hard. There was a lady in the front. I hit her. Her heel was bleeding. And she was calling her, her husband, Leafy. Leafy means in Afrikaans, means love. There was a seven-foot guy, rugby player, looking at, hey, what is, what is going on? You know, I'm like praying, interceding. My knees were fellowshipping, you know. And somehow made it to Africa, arrived there. And the people are like, welcome to South Africa. And the base that I joined was, I'm the first Indian in that base. They were so excited to host me. And I was there. They have a little prayer chapel. And I went there to the prayer chapel. All the maps, that's where I learned how to pray from the maps. All the maps were laid. And there was the continent Africa map was laid there. And I'm standing there. Lord, all my friends said, hi, say hi to baboons. I don't see baboons. I asked is there, have you seen a baboon? An African people never seen a baboon, some of them. It's like us, some foreigners, they ask, no? Have you seen an elephant? Have you seen a tiger? Do we live with tigers and elephants? You know, sometimes like that, you know, people will have this prejudice. And I said, hey, do you, can, can we so you have baboon? They looked at me like, where is this baboon from? You know, <laughs> so that's the case. And I was standing there. I'm wrapping it up, okay? We're going to pray. I'm standing there. I said, Lord, you brought me to your wrong continent. All my friends are making fun. My own family thought I will go to European country, America, to bring more resources and bless. Here I am in Africa. You know, the Lord said, Charles, you're a man of prejudice. I can never use a man of prejudice. Right there, I knelt down 
and i started crying and repenting and i for the next two hours or more i saw the presence of god cleansing me and i had this deep love for the continent of africa i tell you still now that love for the continent of africa has not diminished i love them and out of the 54 countries god took me to more than 20 countries in africa to go and preach the gospel from africa god took me to different countries i have told you my testimony more than 110 countries he has opened doors why i am telling you this my dear brothers and sisters god will never open doors if you are not surrendering to his will here was anna she wants to prove to elkana to her rivalry saying i can also have child i can also can be a victorious woman but when she surrendered and she made a vow to the lord the lord brought a breakthrough we don't even know who was elkana but we remember samuel why because of her surrender we going to pray we going to take some time to pray three different women three different situation same answer but three different approach one took a prayer but stepped out broke the protocols cultural limitations one prayed broke the protocols another one said i'm going to surrender and the lord brought a breakthrough there will be a time where you need to surrender and let god fight there will be a time where god will say speak up like esther be bold and there will be a time where you need to just take a step of faith and see the deliverance of god if you read judges chapter 5 is a song of debra a beautiful song and i'm believing god that there is going to be a song song of lavanya song of epsida song of sister roshan song of sharon song of my brother aaron amen it's going to come up amen